welcome to Strong Not Starving. My name's Marcus Kane, and if you want to beat binge eating and create a rewarding dynamic with food, exercise, and body image, you're in the right place. The information in this podcast is not intended as a substitute for medical advice and may be triggering for people who've experienced eating disorders. There's a question that I've been wondering about recently, and that is, what did it actually take for me to feel confident and at peace in my approach to food, dieting, and body image? And something I do my best to stay in touch with, but don't always succeed in doing, is remembering exactly what those first steps of that road to the life that I live now look like. Now, in talking about this, I don't want to try and whitewash my journey, right? Like, as I'm recording this in October 2023, I still have some challenges in my life, mostly due to feeling like there's not enough hours in the fucking day. But these days... I'm very happily married, uh, living in a beautiful city on the coast in southern England. And on Saturday, when I was faced with a massive table full of party food at a friend's house, it didn't concern me at all. Like it didn't totally consume my evening like maybe it would have at one time. Like we were going to some friend's house for a Halloween party and I was super, super fucking excited about it because it was like the first Halloween party that I've been to in a really long time that involved like dressing up. So that was super cool and I was (laughs) embarrassingly excited about that. So we were going there and we arrived and the house was decorated like in really cool like Halloween with all this amazing Halloween stuff. And there was this massive table, like huge table full of all these different kinds of party food, like everything that you can imagine having at a party, like it was there, like sweet stuff, like savory stuff, there's all these different things. There were like meringues and there was pizza and there was chocolate covered pretzels and licorice all sorts and just this massive array of amazing party food. And at one point that would have freaked me out. I would have spent the whole evening distracted by the food on that table and there would have been no way to win in that scenario. I would have either spent the whole night exercising all the willpower that I had to not eat anything or I would have eaten a few things and then felt instant anxiety about the weight that I thought I was going to gain as a result from straying from my quote clean diet or I would have allowed myself to just say fuck it and eat way too much, and that would have meant then trying to hide the fact that I was eating basically everything on the table. But either way, no matter what happened, I wouldn't have been present. Like, I would have been physically there, but not mentally there. And it wouldn't have been fun, and what was meant to be just a good night just would have become another reason to stress. But when it comes to being able to actually be present with these things and have a good time, Something I've learned over the last like 20 years is that there's a massive difference between being like physically present and being mentally present. Now, in the past, when I say that I've missed out on incredible experiences as a result of struggling with food and body image issues, that doesn't mean I wasn't like physically there. Like I went to parties, I traveled, I met some of my heroes, I played with a rock band at Wembley Arena, I swam with turtles in Hawaii... I had to call my brother-in-law at 3am when me and some friends got my first truck stuck in a ditch and needed someone to come and tow us out. Like, I've lived, but I was physically present for all those things, and yet I, I don't know if I really got to enjoy half of it. There wasn't a single day from when I was about 15 through to 30 
that anxiety surrounding the way my body looked wasn't front and center in my mind. I was always either hungry, feeling sick after binge eating episodes, thinking about food, or feeling shame and guilt surrounding the foods that I'd eaten. I spent 15 years training and exercising six days a week and didn't enjoy a single workout because every time I stepped through the doors of a gym, I'd be focusing on all the parts of myself that I didn't feel were good enough. The fucked up thing there is that I grew up buying into this idea that self-criticism was self-motivation. And somewhere along the line, I internalized this belief that if I stopped pushing myself, if I stopped whipping myself, if I just let myself be fucking happy, like I wouldn't achieve anything. And it was such a fucking lie. It was a waste of 15 years and I have massive regrets, but often I think, you know, maybe if I can make that experience count for something, it wouldn't be a total loss. Maybe if I can use that experience to help other people find their way out of that place, maybe it will have been worth it. Because now, like I mentioned, I'm very happily married and able to experience life fully without every moment actually being filtered through the lens of desperately trying to control the size and shape of my body through dieting. And if you are in a dicey place with body image right now, I know part of your mind might be hearing me say that and thinking about all the weight that I must have gained when I stopped dieting. It's not true. I'll get to that in a second, but for now, I just wanted to make sure that that part of your mind wasn't making so much noise that you couldn't hear the next bit. So yeah, what did it actually take to make this shift into peace and confidence with food and body image? Like, because there was a time when the idea of not looking exactly how I wanted to look made me lose the desire to live. I wouldn't say that I was suicidal for most of the time anyway, but I believed so strongly that I needed to look a certain way for my life to count for something that I didn't think my life was worth living if I couldn't have things exactly how I needed them to be. If I didn't hit very specific benchmarks for what I had to be, what I had to become in order to approve of myself. And in hindsight, I know that it was never about approving of myself. It was about the fact that I'd grown up in an environment that had given me a completely dysfunctional, inaccurate and toxic idea about what and who I needed to be in order to be approved of. The voice that I'd come to understand in time was the voice of my inner critic, was the voice of other people's baggage that I'd internalized and carried through my life. So what does it mean to make that shift, to take a set of beliefs that's loud enough to poison your life and turn them around? I know that for me, it didn't start with that realization. It's not like I woke up one day and suddenly saw my self-criticism through this very clear light and understood exactly what that was and why I should take a different path. For me, it started with one really big key realization, and that was that what I was doing wasn't fucking working. I remember thinking around the age of about 30, I've been doing this for 15 years and I'm not where I want to be. So to take my first steps on the way to the life that I have now, where I'm free to experience life and give myself the kind of unconditional respect that leads to peace and confidence and permission to be myself, I had to own the fact that what I had been doing just wasn't working. 
Like I looked around and saw supremely confident, happy people leading rich, fulfilling lives in all kinds of body types. This is about the point at which part of my mind would start screaming about things like letting myself go or letting go of my standards or being just like everyone else or settling and how that just wasn't good enough and how I, I needed to do better. But I'd reached a point where there was just too much evidence pointing to the fact that there was clearly something that I was missing. I wasn't maintaining the incredible body that I was promised would come as the result of whatever diet and training program that I was doing. People weren't exactly falling over themselves to ask me out on dates. I was lonely because how I was living was actually cutting me off from making meaningful connections. I spent most days either depressed or anxious. And I was fucking broke because I didn't have the energy or the emotional stability to earn a steady income. And I want to point out as well that that situation that I just described may have sounded pretty grim, but I was actually experiencing periods of time, extended periods of time where I was working incredible jobs. I had hit some really big life goals and a lot of what I was doing from the outside looking in looked like I was succeeding. I was getting a lot of praise um, the job I had as a touring musician was quite conspicuously impressive. I was traveling all over the world doing all this really cool stuff. So I don't want to give you this idea that this realization came to me because I found myself unemployed and completely fucked living in a damp basement apartment alone somewhere surrounded by rats. No, like the situation wasn't that clear. If I wanted to self-validate and just say, see, see, everything I'm doing, everything I'm doing is working. Everything's working out great. I could have. There were enough things for that part of my mind to hold on to that if I'd chosen that path, I could have kept telling myself things are working out great because I have a conspicuously successful job. Things look like I'm living a really glamorous life and people keep praising me for what I'm doing and telling me that I'm doing really well. That's just what it looked like on the outside. And this was a point where I had to be really honest with myself about, okay, this is all the external stuff, but how am I actually feeling? Really? Honestly? Is this actually working out? Is all this stuff actually making me feel good? I chose to admit to myself despite the voice in my head screaming about not letting myself go, that there was something about my belief system that was dysfunctional. I chose to stop fighting for the belief system that had led me to where I had arrived. There was a series of moments, not just one big, clear, all of a sudden I can see the light moment. There was a series of moments where I started to think, you know, okay, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm going to do what I need to do to feel mentally and physically healthy. And that's what it took, for me at least, to get started. That's what opened the door for years of new experiences. And it was these new experiences that have brought me to confidence and peace. It wasn't like I had the realization and thought, oh yeah, it's all so clear now. I've been fucking this up. And then from there was just blissfully happy. That was the moment that opened the door for the opportunities that would change how I feel. 
the realization that things aren't working out is the invitation, essentially, to be a part of experiences that can create a new life. And some of those experiences or being present for those new experiences can be challenging because it's not like we can hit delete on all our old thoughts and beliefs. It's more about keeping our eyes on the prize a little bit, taking steps forward and managing our old beliefs and feelings in the name of providing ourselves with what some people call corrective experiences. These experiences that run against the grain of your old belief system in a way that gives you evidence to support new feelings, new beliefs. And all these experiences start to accumulate from that moment when we give ourselves permission to start having them. Like celebrating my first wedding anniversary with my wife and enjoying dinner knowing that my personal value in that moment isn't coming from my fucking body fat percentage. Taking my dog to play ball in the park and seeing how happy he is just to spend time playing with me outside. Going to see my local band and realizing that the people clapping and cheering don't give a flying fuck that nobody there looks like a supermodel. Even going to a little Halloween party and seeing my favorite sweets on the table, being able to enjoy a handful of them and not have that ruin my night by leading to binge eating or guilt. This is what I mean when I say overcome binge eating or overcome disordered eating. And in saying that, I gotta be honest with you, sometimes I struggle to fly this flag in the nutrition and fitness space. There is so much toxicity and deception in the world of dieting and wellness that sometimes doing what I do and putting this message out there feels like straightening deck chairs on the Titanic. But then I think of the people who I've worked with, the people who've come to work with me over the last few years and the people who continue to work with me and I keep going. There's still a lot that I've got to figure out about how to make a message like this heard over the cacophony of false promises and snake oil sales that is the wellness space. But if you're looking at the outcome of your years spent down the dieting rabbit hole and you're not entirely happy with what you see, I want to encourage you to pull on that thread. And for sure, Things like private coaching or reaching out to talk with me personally might feel like a big first step to take. So in light of that, I hope you're finding this podcast really helpful. And if you want to create a clean slate in your dynamic with food and body image, like the space to build a life that looks more like your own, my mini course, Identify Your Binge Triggers and Take Preemptive Action, this is going to be available for just £20, around $25 US dollars, from November 1st until the end of the month. Now, this is not one of those things where you pay 25 bucks and just get like a handful of PDFs. This is like getting private coaching from me with like video and audio content and accompanying downloads and exercises to put what we're talking about into practice. We touch on everything from motivation and how to channel the right kind of motivation to body image, emotional eating, and how to eat without a strict diet to guide you. So for more info about how to get your hands on this course, let me know where to email you by following the link in the episode description. And if you take nothing else from this episode, I would just want you to know that the first steps I took out of really destructive patterns with food and body image and into the life that I currently have, those first steps didn't look like some big, clear Hollywood style revelation. I didn't wake up one morning and just go, oh, Everything's all so clear to me now. I know exactly what I have to do. 
the first steps that I took came from asking that question really honestly, like, how's this working out for me? Am I really getting the outcome I want here? So thank you so much for joining me for this episode. Go ahead and pick up that new mini course this week. Promise it's going to be fantastic. I've really enjoyed putting it together and you're going to be surprised by a guest appearance who you will know if you've been watching my Instagram. So thanks again. This was Strong Not Starving. My name is Marcus Kane. See you next week.